Welcome to the Frady Cat Podcast. My name is Kelly McFarland. And I'm Carolyn Plummer. And we are here to discuss all things that are scary. Right off the bat, I want to tell you that I am not enjoying all these commercials for The Nun. Oh, I heard that was not scary. Really? Yes. And that everything that's scary is in the trailer. Well, it's enough. Because I had a dream the other night that I was possessed. And I'm being dead serious. And you, uh, to those of you listening, Carolyn's not shocked. This is a dream I've had many times. It's a recurring dream. Yep. Which leads me to believe that maybe I'm actually possessed every single day. I don't know. How do you know? You wake up on a ceiling. Uh, yeah, those commercials <laughs> are terrifying. There's two commercials right now on TV that are making me feel horrible in every inch of my being. The Nun yeah. is one. And the second one is that commercial for eczema where a straw comes through her sweater. Like, it's, yeah, it's an eczema medication. And straw comes through her sweater, which looks so itchy. And then the next scene, she's washing her hands, and there's little tiny ants crawling all over her hands. What channel are you watching? Because I haven't seen that commercial. All the channels. You know me. I watch all the channels. This is what's terrifying is that there's so much wrong with that. I don't even want to spend the time unpacking it. However, here we are. First of all, I have wicked sensitive skin, so it makes me itchy. And you get hives from the I get hives from the commercial. So I'm like, what are you doing to people with eczema? Could you imagine? Like, you're at the point where you have eczema, and it's no joke. We have some friends who have eczema, it is no joke. And you need medication. So you show them like submersion therapy <laughs> commercial so that they're going to run to the phone. Like that's You all- should get this now so oh. the ants don't crawl on it's you. It's true. Uh, so those two commercials are driving me crazy. Any commercials on TV that are making you crazy right now? Um, there is. Or that you love. Well, there's a new series that's coming out on Netflix. I believe it's Netflix. The Haunting of Hill House, which is a novel. Oh. And also a really scary movie from, like, the 40s. Interesting. And it is going to be a miniseries on Netflix, and it looks amazing. Who's in it? Do you know? I don't know who's in it, but it's a famous story. Like, if anybody follows, like, hauntings and things like that, it's, like, one of the first horror movies that came out. Is it a true story? It's a ghost story, yes. It's, I believe it's based on a, on a true story. Will you please do that for our next episode? Maybe not our next episode. But in the future. Yeah, like once it starts. It doesn't start till October Fantastic. I don't know why I'm promoting their show for them, but... Look, it's great. It looks amazing. And they've they've redone this movie a couple times. The original is supposed to be one of the scariest. Yeah. But this is supposed to be really good. I think it's great that you're promoting someone else's show. And I'm excited to see that, I think. I don't know. It's a ghost story. Do you have my Netflix password? I do. (laughs) Um, it's all programmed in my television. I'm doing something really weird right now, and Carolyn just made eyes at me, but it'll make sense in a second. Um, I am psyched you're promoting another show. I want you to promote another show. I'm going to promote a show right now. It's called Ghost Brothers. Have you oh, watched yeah. this no, show? not yet. I have not watched So it. Ghost Brothers is a show uh, that is basically these three guys, and they are uh, brothers. Brothers. <laughs> not brothers. Of the, uh, they're, they're... They're brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. And they are so funny, and they go into these haunting, haunted places, stay overnight, they do EVP, which of course is... Electronic uh, voice phenomenon. Thank you so much for getting oh. my back. So I love Ghost Brothers. Not only are they easy on the eyes, Ghost Brothers, just know that you're easy on the eyes. You are hilarious. And of and course... Fly. <laughs> they're, they're really, they are, they really are, they're fresh. And, uh... They definitely are, like, uh, the perfect trio, right? One of them is super into it, and they've all had their own experiences. And then there's one that's, like, middle of the road, right? Like, logical. And then there's the scared. The skeptic. That's the one I feel. No, he's not a skeptic. He's just terrified. Terrified of everything. So, like, we did a sleepover somewhere that was haunted, which we've talked about doing. Right. Many. We've done it. We're Without talk- knowing. Well, with, with knowing, but not really having an experience. Well, not talking about it so much, like right. making an episode. Enjoying the scones and not the uncomfortable. Exactly. Uh, we've all, we've, you know, that's how we, how we started this podcast or decided after our years of friendship to do this podcast was that we both have had really scary situations that we've experienced and we were like, let's talk about it. Plus, I find it fascinating. I always have. Mm. Me too. Do you remember your first, 
ghost? Like your first like paranormal experience? Yes, I was babysitting in Wolfboro, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and it was in an older house. I used to babysit for these twins. Um, twins are terrifying, anyway. Well, the thing that was weird about not weird about these twins, but one was really skinny and tall and had really big feet, and one was really chubby and had tiny feet. So the taller one learned how to walk before the other one. That makes sense. <laughs> because you know, just yeah. Couldn't because of logistics, I guess. Sure. Her body Tiny logistics. feet, yeah. Um, so she would scoot. So she made it a... She... Uh, so it was just odd. So I always remember it anyway. Because yeah. Because of the twins. They're, they're good kids. They grew up there. Whatever. But their house was old. Because there's a lot of old homes in mm-hmm. Wolfboro. For sure. And I was babysitting. And the kids were in bed. And I was watching TV. Like any other teenager that babysits. Waiting for the parents to come home. And... I was sitting there watching TV and it felt like somebody walked into the room. So I turned around and no one was there. But you felt that someone was in yeah. the room. You know when you have your eyes shut and someone walks into the room or someone comes to bed when you're yeah. married or whatever. You know that someone's there. Married or whatever. Or whatever. Sure. And um, Only one of us is married. I just wanted to point that out. Right. I Carolyn does. Someone got in bed with Carolyn me. does the whatever. Weird. Uh, <laughs> I did the whatever before. It was a good time. So, but now I'm married. Go on, so Carolyn. It felt like somebody walked into the room. I turned around. No one was there. And so I was a little freaked out about it. And then the feeling went away. And then when the parents got home, I told them. I said, oh, I was watching TV. And I thought you guys were home because it felt like someone was in the room with me. And they said, oh, well, we have a ghost. Great. <laughs> Information <sighs> which I would have wanted to no, prior to babysitting for them. Because then I wouldn't have been as freaked out. I would have been like, oh. I feel like things like that always happen when you're babysitting. I was babysitting once at a house and was totally freaked out. Uh, same situation, right? Like just, I think I've talked about this before. I, I babysat for a little boy and he would scream in his crib and like stare in a corner and point And... <laughs> That's terrifying. Also, uh, when you're babysitting, if you have a babysitter coming into your home, fill in the babysitter on anything they should know about the house or about the kids. Like, um, one time my mother hooked me up with a babysitting job when I was in high school. And one of the kids, it was like four kids. I don't even remember which family this is, so don't try to figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you the last name. Couldn't tell you the last name of this family. I only babysat for them once, but the middle child jerked off the entire time. The entire time I was there. Well, that's scary on a different level. It was I, something I should have known about. Like, it wasn't like kids explore, and I get that, but this was like the second I walked in the house, he was already doing it, and then no one acknowledged it, right? Like, the parents weren't like, hey, he's discovered, and, you know, I'm so, so I'm sorry. Don't talk about yep, it don't because talk. you don't want him to have issues. Exactly. Or we're nope. getting him psychological help because he does it at church. You right. Know, like. right. Instead, it was like, just no one mentioned it, and then I had to, like, be watching television with him next to me, which, you know, I know. It's disgusting. I don't know why I'm sharing it. And then that happened again in college once, but I knew enough to, I didn't have to stay for my 4.50 an hour. I could leave. Um, that happened in college, but I thought you meant when you were in college, it was a college-age person. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not that you were babysitting, but you were like, that happened in college once, Yeah. Too. No, I wasn't babysitting him. It was an actual person. That was apparently his way of asking if I wanted to make out. Um, (laughs) Anyway, that was a commentary on how to treat women. Uh, Okay. Don't whip your junk out. Uh, Great. I think we should get right to it. Really? After? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait. I wanted to tell you what my thing is. So one of my earliest things I remember is, and I was, I'm a weirdo. We've talked about this. I'm very... uh, my, I don't think you're a weirdo. Thank you, friend. You're welcome. My, um, well, Carolyn also thinks that I'm intuitive. You think I'm a little bit psychic. Well, you do tend to have, you tend to know things before they happen. I do. Not all the details. You're not like Amy Allen from the other show I watch that I can't think of. The Touched name. by an Angel? No. Because <laughs> you are watching Touched by an Angel. Aren't you? The Dead Files. I'm not watching Touched by an Angel. I have a friend who's watching Touched by the Angel. It's not me. It's not you? No. 
What I thought you were watching. What's, I'm watching numbers. I what's, watched Medium. What's the Jennifer Love Hewitt show? Is that Touched by an Angel? No, that's Ghost Whisperer. Oh, are you watching Ghost Whisperer? No, I watched all of that. I bought the DVD set. Oh, so you were watching that, but it wasn't Touched. Is that Michael Landon, Touched by an Angel? No, Touched by an Angel is with the... Um, I don't know. It was that the black lady with the dreadlocks. Uh, I can't think of her name. Who, Whoopi Goldberg? No. She's a... It's a good actress, I thought. Yeah, it is. I just can't think of her name. It's a famous actress, but that's, like, a very, like... Religious. Retirement yeah. home. Like, no. Listen, no, I watch... Not watch I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I watch reruns of Facts of Life, so I own uh, the box set. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. Mine was... <laughs> Highway to Heaven. I was just gonna say that. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> Highway to Heaven, touched by an angel, and you're watching Ghost Whisperer. Got it. I'm not watching Ghost Whisperer. You already did. You've already binged it. I'm watching Numbers now. Yeah, Numbers. I can never get into. My parents love Numbers. It was. It's from like the '90s. I like late '90s, yeah. early 2000s, and I got into it. I'm not, I'm enjoying it. I like okay. Medium. Yeah, she's a great actress. I like right? that show a lot, and I like the guy who plays the husband, Jake Weber. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting show. But the point is, Kelly is a little sensitive, and she sometimes knows things. I do. I and I don't like you it. You sense them, like like not to bring up a bad example, but when we were in lockdown in Watertown, before it even happened, before you saw the police setting up the barrier, mm-hmm. you said, "I feel like something's going to happen," because I had just gotten back from New York, and we talked yeah, on the phone. I did before all of that went down, and then you called me, and you're like, "It's happening." Yeah. <laughs> Brushing, I forgot. Yeah, I'm brushing my teeth. But this was hours before. I that forgot happened. that we had that conversation. We did. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Carolyn and I, uh, we lived in separate apartments in the same apartment building for many years, and it was super fun, and we we loved it uh, in Watertown, Massachusetts. And during the marathon bombing situation, we were our apartment building was located within the police tape. Of, it was literally in the staging area. Yeah, and they had set up a barrier right by our apartment building so that they couldn't get to the mass pike. So we were literally right in. Yeah, and then they banged a left, and they had their big shootout. Like yeah, like not even a quarter mile, like a couple blocks away from where we were. It's an interesting thing because I I had forgotten that I we had talked on the phone before it happened. I think we've mentioned and then this. You were brushing your teeth and saw the the light. So this is the yeah. So uh, I'll just tell the story why uh, uh, it's so they're looking for these bombers and they. That evening, Carolyn and I had both had shows, and we do. I this, just gotten back. From yep, New York. we do this thing. You've gotten back from New York. We do this thing sometimes when we have long drives. We'll call each other and check in, right? Because we're typically both driving or or traveling or whatever. So we checked in with each other, and I said to you, um, "I have a feeling. I have a feeling that something's gonna happen. something's gonna happen tonight." Uh, something's going on. Is what I, think I can feel it. something's happening. Something's, something's going, going on. Uh, and sure enough, four hours later, four hours later, I was watching the news and there was a shooting at MIT. MIT and I got, I turned the television off and I walked, which I never do. The TV stays on until I go to bed. Um, I turned the TV off. I think first I tweeted um, something about like we have just have one quiet night. And then I uh, got up and I walked to my bathroom to brush my teeth. And I put the window, I opened the window, which I never do. And I opened the and window. She's right on the street side. Yeah. Of my apartment's in the back. And I was, I was brushing my teeth and felt the urge to open the window. <laughs> I open the window as I'm brushing my teeth and I look out the window and I see. Uh, thir- Every cup. I, I felt like the skin, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And then just as that happened, uh, cop cars, just like 30 of them, flew by, and I closed the window, put my toothbrush down, and then turned out all the lights, uh, and then I heard all the cars come back mm-hmm. and stop in front of our place. And then um, we heard the gunshots, a couple gunshots. Well, and then I heard gunshots, so I got down on the floor. Remember they shot yep. at them by the flower shop. Yeah, they don't talk about that, but they, and I had my uh, bedroom window was slightly open 
and I heard them yelling, where are they? Where are they? So I went and belly crawled because I didn't know what was happening. And I heard tons of people running everywhere. And I got my phone and I called Carolyn and woke her up out of a dead sleep and because said, I've been traveling and I don't even know what I said, but you said, get down. And I said, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's calling? And you said, get down. Something's happening. Something's happening. And then all hell broke loose. And then we heard the yeah. the gunfire, which sounded like the finale of a fireworks yeah. um, celebration is what it sounded like. But you knew it was gunshots, but it was just very foreign because Watertown's pretty quiet. Yeah, it's very quiet. It's off the highway and the most mostly... All they do is stop speeders from yeah. the highway. And, you know, I wave to the cops when I get home from shows because they, they park across the street mm-hmm. from us. So it, it feels very safe. It feels like a small town, even though it's close to Cambridge and it's close to It's Boston. right outside the city. It's like yeah. 10 minutes from downtown. and So that's why this was yeah. so out of the ordinary. But Kelly does have, I don't know what it is. It's like a sense. Like, she couldn't tell you what was going to happen, but she... Mm-hmm. She felt she's just intuitive, like I've, all the bad energy or whatever. Like you knew something was going to happen that night. It's weird too because remember when they told us that the lockdown had been lifted and they couldn't locate him, and Carolyn came. We didn't go anywhere because they thought he was hiding in our buildings. So the cops were out in riot gear, basically searching homes and everywhere. We were on lockdown, so we couldn't leave, and then. We were watching the news at the same time, just waiting for the sun to come up. Like, all I wanted was for the sun to come up, right? You didn't want to go to bed. When the, I don't know what his title is at the state police. Yeah, yeah. When he spoke, you and I both said, Yeah. He's here, they can't find him. I said, He's here still, they just can't find him. There's no way they shot him and he's gone. There was too much gunfire. And so we, Carolyn came over, you went through the basement and came over, and you walked in my apartment and I said, I'm so hungry. And you were like, me too. (laughs) And I said, I want to go get food, but this isn't over. And I think we actually, like, opened the door to see what was going on outside. Right, no one, it was still, no one was around. Yeah, and then within minutes of that, I was like, I don't think we should go anywhere because it's still happening. And right within minutes of that, there was another shootout, like, a half mile from us. Down the other direction. Yeah, they found him in that boat. This is not what we were going to talk about today, but here we are. Yeah, so let, we got yeah. off topic, but let's... Um, so, yeah, so I have a little intuition. Yes. Um, and that was really where it was prevalent for me. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, and the towers, the night before the planes struck the towers in New York, I had a dream about planes striking oh, I didn't a know building, that. yeah. Because I found out about that. I was late for work, typical, in Maine, and... I heard it on the radio, and when I walked into the office, I said to my boss, Mike, "Yeah, something's going on. And we immediately, you know, went to the internet, and um, then we went to a bar and watched it on TV. Yeah. Because it was so weird, and I was trying to get in touch with my sister. Oh, yeah. And uh, she didn't. She was in Astoria, yeah. No, she was in Manhattan. Well, she lives in Astoria, sorry. Right. She was living she in was Astoria in at the time. Because she yeah. was passing out flyers for the Today Show. So she yeah. was in that area. She saw the second plane hit the building. Ugh, she awful. She was on the subway. Yeah. So. A lot of friends there, a lot of people having to relive that every single year, which is just um, sad. Speaking of happy things in New York City, uh, Hamilton is in Boston, and I went and saw it last night with Eric. Eric is my husband, if you didn't get that. Yeah, everybody that. is all. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Got, got tickets a long time ago, didn't they? I was in the yeah, I was in the certified fan lottery and got managed to get tickets. And uh, I saw it in New York last year, and it was so good. And so I decided that my husband should see it. Uh, it's long, man. It's long. I forgot how long it is. The first half is ninety minutes. Yeah. Like, how tired are those performers? Well, how much do you have to pee during intermission? Well, and they're wearing a lot of clothes. Right? No, seventeen. Oh, so bad. Yeah. So So bad. Ninety minutes. Don't drink too much liquid, and then how long is the intermission? Not long enough for everyone to pee. Exactly. Yeah, I managed to go. Take away from the show, but yeah, it's not a lot of pee time. Not a lot of pee time. It was really, really great though. Oh yeah. It's good. Yeah, if you can get tickets, you know what's coming. Strong bladder, and you can. uh, Oh, which I do not, as you know. Yeah, I turned to Eric. It was almost the end of the first half, but I was like, this line is going to be insane. Because we went and saw Book of Mormon about a month ago, and it was amazing. So much fun. I highly recommend that show. Coming soon, Rock of Ages. 
Oh, yeah. The 80s-inspired cheese that I love so much. Constantine is at um, the North Shore Comedy. Yeah. In something. Jekyll and Hyde. Which I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, yeah. I knew it was a thing. But um, Constantine is from... Yeah. American American Idol back in the day. If nobody knows who he is. He has a beautiful voice. Wasn't he in um, Technicolor Dreamcoat? What's that? Joseph and the Technicolor yeah. Dreamcoat. He was in Rock of Ages. That's what made me think. Yeah, he was. My sister um, met him a couple times. Oh my gosh. Wow. She said he's dumb as a stump, but he, uh, he's, oh no. he's really good um, oh. in Broadway plays. Yeah. Is that it? Is that what you were trying to say? Or yep. were you trying to say yep. something else? No. Did you realize that this is a podcast that people listen to, so you caught yourself? No, I mean, I've never met him, so I... He looks like Jesus, right? He, or he did. I don't know if he still does. I think he still does. Yeah, good for him. They booked him at his high school, and he said, um, <laughs> hey, I went to school here. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like that's he, what I'm saying. Like, like, he was just realizing. Yeah. Oh, and he's like, fun. Yeah, that's why we booked you here. What a cutie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think he's... I don't want to... Like I said, no. Oh, my him. gosh. We haven't even talked about this, so this is in real time. We're fine. Okay. Uh, America's Got Talent. What do you think about the winner? Shin Lim. Shin Lim. Am I saying it Shin right? Lim. Shin Lim. Shin Lim. Shin. Shin. Lim. Lim. Shin Lim. Yeah. I never remember anyone's names on those shows. Um, I thought he was great. I'm glad he won. I like his hair. It got a little big at the end. It was very big. It was very Jimmy Neutron. It yeah, was like big. He, and... he touches his hair a lot. I think that's where he hides the cards. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> that's very possible. It could be, but, um, it got real big towards the end. It was big hair. That's what AGT does. They give you a style mm-hmm. and they, um, they really promote one aspect of your act, but he's really talented. I'm glad he won. Me too. Yeah. I really liked, um, speaking of comedy, I really liked, um, Samuel J. Comroe. I did too. He's the com- comedian with Tourette's, if you didn't watch Let's the Let's give show. him a shout out. He's amazing. And Check he him out. Amazing. He's really, really great. Yeah. And he won the San Francisco Comedy Festival. I mm-hmm. But he's really funny and he was really good on AGT. I like his timing and his delivery. He has yeah, an amazing... Yeah, he talks. He has, this, yeah. he has kind of a southern accent that he doesn't know where it came from. Yeah, because he's from California. Yeah. It's really, really and fun. And there was a really touching moment with his dad. And then there was another touching moment because AGT likes to make you cry. Yeah, always. Um, where his mom passed away from cancer and she wrote him this really mm. nice note about following your goals. And he just seems like a really cool guy. Like... If he ever comes to Laugh Boston or anywhere else in the Boston area and he needs someone to work with him, I would You're be lobbying. honored. Great. Honored to work yeah. with him because he's really funny. He's very, very funny. I like his writing and I like his delivery for I sure. Like he's very charming. I don't even know him. I don't even know the guy. Seems like a good dude. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad we talked about that. Um, I still... What's your topic? Oh. <laughs> what? What, are, what is this? What? What is this? Uh, uh Yeah. It's the Freddy Cat podcast where we talk about hauntings. So this is interesting, right? Because I was at the Opera House, obviously, last night, the Boston Opera House. And that place is super old. And I love it so much. Um, I don't know if it's haunted. I can't tell. I'm assuming everything is haunted now in our city, in Boston, because it's so old. Everything is old here. Uh, even what's new is from, like, an it's on top of something that's old. So True. Yeah, so I, I was I don't assume- know of any specific hauntings at the no I'll do a little research on that uh more more google googs check the googs uh surprise Suri hasn't been like um I'm sorry I didn't get that (laughs) you said google shut up Suri uh mind Mind your business mind your business Suri I know it's talking to you uh Jesus so where I am going, though, soon, I'm going to be doing a show uh, with Ladies of Laughter, which we're both part of that yes. fabulous organization. Um, I'm going back to uh, the Grand Opera House in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, yes. And you've been there before? I had, did a show there last year, and I did not have good vibes. I did not have good feelings. <laughs> I will say this about Oshkosh and Wisconsin as a whole. Wisconsin, I love you. Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean, Wisconsin, you have a lot of churches and places that sell cheese curds and porn shops. A lot of porn shops, I swear to God. In Wisconsin? Wisconsin. 
They're like the heart of America. Well, you gotta contain that porn. The heartland. Yeah. The, the heart- heartland of porn. Heartland. So there was a lot of porn shops. At least where Who I was. Who knew? Who knew? you think they'd be in Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I... I feel like corn and porn. This corn and porn. That's a new podcast Carolyn Plummer is coming out with called Corn, corn and, porn. and Porn. It's just where Carolyn eats cornbread and unpacks porn plots. Please tune in. Uh, yeah, it's it's super cute and so nice. This is the place I went. And Everyone's they, so wholesome there. That's I mean, the, that's are they? But are they? They're getting it on in barns or something. Is Here's my thing. No one's as wholesome as they make themselves out to be. No, but that's like the whole idea of that part of the country. Well... They have porn shops. Well, I didn't go into any of them, so truthfully, they could be like soft porn. Like it could just be like yeah. a woman in a tankini and with a tractor. I don't know. I, I'll go in when I go farm porn. Farm porn. It's just pigs, pigs on tractors. I <laughs> will try to go into a porn shop while I'm there in November. So this show is November sixteenth. I'll just plug that show now at the Grand. Opera House, and uh, I'm really excited about it. It'll be fun. That's cool. And uh, yeah, they're very nice there. That theater was great, and the show was so much fun. I had a great time at that show. Um, but that that Opera House is very haunted, so I thought I would give a little uh, background because yes. I dif- I definitely got some vibes. And is w- there a specific haunting mm-hmm. that everybody? Because kind of, I was just at a theater. Yeah. in Rhode Island. Yeah, what was it called? I don't know if they want me to say that, so I'm not going to... Oh, okay, copy that. You know that. what I mean? Yep. So, I don't want to say that without yep. checking with them first. Or the internet, because it could be on the internet right. already, and you if it is... You can look on the internet. It's yep. in Rhode Island. Great. Um, but I was speaking to the guy that runs the theater, and everyone... Not everyone, but the people that have had the same experience over and over and over, and he's a skeptic. Yeah. But he said there's got to be some validity to this because it's always the same spot in the theater. Right. And it's always, you know, the I don't remember this exactly, but it's always the upper right-hand corner. And who's that guy? And some guy had hearing aids that was there. And he was hearing voices in his hearing aids. And <laughs> that... Talk about a personal EVP. That is my nightmare. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was like... I can hear... And it's up in the... It's in the same spot. Yeah. So he asked if there was... Something there, and he told him the story. He goes, "Well, I, I can't make out what they're saying." Good they're golly! Saying something. Yeah, I don't like anything about that. Um, please don't ever let it be that I hear an EVP in a hearing aid. Can you imagine? No, you're struggling to hear anyway. Now you got to listen to ghosts. Oh my gosh! So I saw clairvoyant. By the way, which one's clairvoyant? I saw a clairvoyant. Oh. I thought, I thought it was a movie. I saw Clairvoyant. Oh, Clairvoyant. Claire Marie Voyant. No. Uh, I saw Clairvoyant recently, and she was channeling, and for five minutes before we started, just to see if I'd have any ancestors, guides, spirits, or otherwise come through. And the whole time she was channeling in my head, I was like, Please don't talk in tongues. Like, please don't speak in tongues. Like, she's not possessed. I don't know what happens to her when she does this thing. Like, I don't know. I'm channeling Great Aunt Martha. Are you I here? I don't even. I can't even unpack this. I will tell you about it when we drive to our gig tonight. But I, it's what she told me was very interesting. However, she was channeling and asked me to. Uh, shuffle these giant tarot cards while she did it oh so she said this so she's sitting on one side of the table and I'm on the other and she goes okay so I'm gonna leave you for about five minutes uh I'm just gonna be meditating and see what comes through spirits guides ancestors and otherwise please don't disturb me while I'm while I'm meditating and while I'm doing that can you shuffle these tarot cards and make sure they're really shuffled you use both hands uh and I'll be here just meditating and I'll be back with you in a minute. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it was no big deal. Meanwhile, I have the tiniest, <laughs> freakishly small hands for an adult. Like I have very so small. So do I. I've, you do have. No, she doesn't. They're humongous. <laughs> we will put pictures of our hands on our Instagram. I have man hands. They're the biggest hands. Like when we're in pictures together and Carolyn puts her arm around me and I put my arm around her, her hand. <laughs> It doesn't look like it's hers. Like, it looks like, oh, was there someone behind you, Carolyn? And mine is like, hi, I'm over 
over here. So I've got these giant tarot cards. Her eyes are closed. She's twitching. And I've got these giant tarot cards. And I'm trying to shuffle them. So I'm like trying to bridge them. I'm like. And then six fly out. So now I've got to go near her to get them. Sorry. Sorry. Pull them back in. I'm like trying to shuffle. It was the weirdest thing. That seems like a show. It was pretty convincing. She told me some stuff that I was like, how would she know that? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and how would she know I've thought that? Like, there were thoughts that I've had that she never has even told any, that I've never told anybody. That's, that's convincing. It was. When she said one thing, I was like, how would she even, I've never told anybody that. When did that. you read my diary, lady? Yeah, have you got my journal on the insides of your eyelids? So anyway, going back to... Uh, Oshkosh in general, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh, is a very haunted place, apparently. It's a very haunted place. This is the place I went to where they had me do the radio morning show, and someone was injured in the cheese cutting room at a cheese factory, and I'm not making that up. That was the news before me. One injured while cutting the cheese. I'm not even kidding. And I, I probably would have phrased that headline differently. I turned to my handler and was like, my did handler. I, well, they sent someone with me and I was like, does this, is that, did we, and he was like, yep, the guy was fine. Be so careful that's when you're cutting the cheese. Always. Don't trust a fart. <laughs> not related. Those two things. I wish I hadn't said that now. I'm going to have to edit that out or leave it in to embarrass myself. All right. Either way, Oshkosh is very haunted. There's a few places that I found in Oshkosh that are pretty haunted. One I've been to. Um, and the other two I'm going to try to go to. Nice. I know. I'm really trying to, like, branch out. When are right? you in Oshkosh? I'm there in November. November 16th is the show, but I go in a day early. So I'd have a little time. <sighs> but... It freaks me out. So one is a cemetery. There's a Riverside Cemetery. Um, the story is it's been said that at night spirits of children like to run around the cemetery. And uh, that's terrifying. Chil- ghost children are horrible. Um, and this is uh, an investigator found. Uh, we got a story from someone who was walking through it in a cold month and saw a young child there without a coat. And they thought... That's very odd. No coat in the middle of winter. And the witness claimed that they walked toward the little girl, but she suddenly just disappeared. Just disappeared. Um, And I don't know. I don't know how much, I don't know. I don't know how true that is. There wasn't a lot about that. I think it's like typical, right? I'm sure in Wolfboro, New Hampshire, you had a cemetery that you would go to and like freak yourself out. Yeah, Halloween. Oh, we had a cemetery in my hometown in Maine that we would go to all the time because supposedly there was paranormal activity there and we would like wait for things to happen and then we'd just freak ourselves out. You know that there's a highly, highly haunted cemetery in Hollis, New Hampshire called Blood Cemetery and it's not because there's blood there. Uh, who would name it's, it that? It's the last name of the family. Because you know how in New England there's all these small private... Yes, tons. So this is named after, I think his name's Samuel Blood, but it's it's Blood Cemetery and it's like documented like in Hollis, New Hampshire. I hate everything. I hope that is very far away. Hollis is near Nashua. That is not far away. No. We could go there. <laughs> Ugh. I feel like this podcast, if we clipped uh, sound bites from this podcast, it would just be me going, and you going, Ooh. all right, let's talk about the Grand Opera House, which is beautiful, by the way. They're we, always beautiful. We have a huge uh, affection, right, for like these old venues that we get to play. We love it so much. Go. Top theaters that are most beautiful that you love to play. Well, last night I was at Mechanics Hall Talk in about Worcester, that. Yeah. Massachusetts, which you don't think of. It's all it's been refurbished. It is gorgeous. Vibes? Did you get any vibes? I didn't. I wasn't there long enough. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a giant picture of George Washington and the ass of his horse behind you. There's a which is hilarious. But everything in there's huge. Yeah. Like it's a big. There's a balcony. There's a ballroom. It's mm. just gorgeous and then there's an organ in the back like it almost looks like a church and a ballroom had a baby it's <laughs> but it's like a big grand staircase with red carpeting when yeah, you walk it's gorgeous. in like it's, it's gorgeous yeah opera house i love 
um, the Wang Theater, obviously. Um, I love the Palace Theater in Manchester. I think that's yeah. a beautiful theater. The yeah, Music Hall in Portsmouth? The Music Hall in Portsmouth is beautiful. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So beautiful. Definitely tons of beautiful theaters. Uh, even small, tiny theaters. We're playing the Chocolate Church in Bath, Maine again after the first of the year. I think. No? Shaking your head at me. We're not doing that? We're doing a theater in New York. Which one are we doing? Jones. Oh yeah, we're doing the Goodwill Theater. The in, Goodwill Theater in Johnson City, New York. Oh, I did. I did look that one up. It's in an old farmhouse, or an old firehouse rather, not a farmhouse. Far, I'm corn- oh, that's another theater, the Newburyport Firehouse Theater. Oh yeah, that's a, that's cool, a cool theater theater. too. Yeah, we love theaters. This theater is beautiful. I walked in; it was all like the classic stuff that you'd want it to be. It was gorgeous, beautiful, uh, and of course, it is. Uh, haunted. haunted. And when the I Bradley walked... Theater. What? The Bradley Theater in Connecticut. Oh, I have not been there. Oh. Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> uh, I definitely would like to go to the Bradley Theater, I think. When I walked into this theater, into the Grand, I turned to the guy that was taking us backstage, and I said, this place is haunted, isn't it? And he said, uh... Well, what makes you say that? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just getting a... The ghost in my <laughs> face. <laughs> this child singing and skipping. <laughs> uh, okay. In 1885, the Grand Opera House was illuminated with electric lights, getting rid of the gas lights. So this place is old. It started out as a uh, a place called the Beckwith House, and it was erected in 1875. Hmm. Uh and I think, I don't think I have that right. I think the original, this original building, it was a hotel before it became the Beckwith House. And that's a four-story building. So there, there have been fires at this place. Like That's the other thing that usually, yeah. if there's been trauma in a building, it stays there. You know what? I'm crossing my stories. This is the, that's the New Moon Cafe. I'm very excited because the New Moon Cafe is also in Oshkosh and I'm going to try to go there. So let's back up for a second. Okay. The Grand Opera House, like I said, uh, that has just been there forever. And it's been, uh, there's a few apparitions, which I hate so much, right? I hate those. Um, but Kelly, they could just be ghosts that are still going through the motions of something they did all the time. Residual haunting. <sighs> they may not even know you're there. They, They're just still doing their job. Well, that's the funny part, right? So this the ghost story for the Grand Opera House is that the theater uh, is haunted by spirits of former workers who like to get involved in productions. So it's always people who think they're working on the yeah, production. they're still on the job. Um, and that's so weird to me because when I was there, that's what I felt like. I was doing sound check and I remember just feeling like someone was watching me from the wings. Like, someone else was there watching. And no one was there. And no one was there. Yeah. Um, That's that weird, eerie feeling. Totally, totally, totally. And uh, in 1967, there, at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, they were there uh, with a class, and they were shooting this film about haunted theaters. And they reported seeing a ghost with small spectacles looking down and smiling from the balcony. And so he looked like Percy Keene, who worked in the theater from 1895 till his death in 1967. Well, small spectacles. Yeah, small, tiny glasses. Uh, Small spectacles, tiny glasses. Um, So today, performers and executive director uh, Joe Furlow also say they've experienced spirits there. Uh, they have an orange mist-like vapor floating around the stage or ghosts sitting in the theater seats during rehearsals. Hey, they're just trying to catch a show. I don't know. Um, they do a Halloween haunt fest. So that would be fun and terrifying. Um, yeah, there's a few hauntings there, manifestations, right? And that's great. Um, I I think that's what I want to see. Like, I felt a ghost present but I want a presence but I want to see a ghost you do yeah I do like a full apparition yeah I mean even if it was just from afar like if there was you see something in the back of a room or something I think that would be cool I mean yowza yeah I don't know I feel like I don't want to see a full-on ghost. I don't think that well, would... sometimes you only see half of them anyway. I don't think I want to see any face. I don't want to see a face on a ghost. What if it's, they're like, hey. I, They would never be that way. 
They they're would, not all pissed off. I don't know. Sometimes they just haven't been able to move on because they have something they didn't do in life. They're not... Or or they had a traumatic death and they they don't know... Right, they don't know how to cross over. Because they're like, I died so suddenly that I have to stay here now because I don't know where to go. It's interesting. A lot of them are just confused. I was just going to say, I think it's interesting because we could get into a whole conversation about heaven and hell and like, do you believe that they're just not crossing over to wherever they need to go and like... Angry, Their energy's still hanging around. Angry spirits are trying to cross over into hell and that's why they're angry and they can't get there or there's... They're good spirits that are trying to go to heaven. Like, who knows? I don't know. Do we not go anywhere and we're all just still here somewhere? And, like, it's on a loop and it's like a movie and it's all layered on top of each other. And they're all around us, but our brains don't let us see them. We've talked about this before. Um, Like, if I see something out of the corner of my eye, am I just seeing a light flicker? Or did I actually just catch a glimpse of something and my brain couldn't process it in time to fool me right I think we're only this is really deep but I feel like our brains only let us think what we can handle well yeah your brain protects you yeah for sure sure. which is terrifying and it's own right well if if you have a traumatic experience your brain decides what you can handle yes yeah that's why we we suppress memories and carpet carpet I can never say this word. Carpal. Carpal tunnel? (laughs) No, what's the word? Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. I can't say that word. Compartmentalize. Yep. Yep. I'm putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. It was close Yes. Uh, Where I'm going to try to go when I go to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, is the New Moon Cafe, which is what I was getting a little jumbled about. New Moon Cafe is same drill. It's uh, it's a coffee house now, but there was a fire in that building, and Did people, die? people died. And they, the people that work there, say that they are you know they see apparitions and they, yeah, so very scary. Um, and it's a really busy shop, and it's rumored to be haunted by people who perished in the fire, mm-hmm. uh, in the Oshkosh building years that makes ago. Mm hmm. The original building was the Beckwith, which I mentioned earlier. Sorry, I got that all jumbled. Listeners at home was destroyed by a fire in 1875. Mrs. Simon Page, wealthy wife of lumberman of a lumberman, died in the building in 1880, not in the fire. And staff there have reported of seeing a wealthy-looking female spirit lingering about. Others say they've seen a ghost of a young man or a bellhop. So this was at one time a place. It was like a, a hotel, boarding room, boarding house type of thing. Um, if you stop in for coffee, keep your eyes open because you don't know when it might happen. And coffees will spill on their own, which would bum me out because... I do enough spilling on my own. Yes. I need help from a ghost. Uh, yeah. So they're same thing. They see, like, there's workers and whatnot. So I worked... I think it's always interesting when you work in a place that's haunted because you have to go there. So I worked at Margarita's Restaurant in on Brown Street in Portland, Maine, in a very old building. It was a four-story building. And the basement was terrifying. Being in that big restaurant, the actual restaurant floors were two floors, and it was just enormous, like giant restaurant. Huge. It was a really old building. Really old building. Giant restaurant. And uh, I hated being there at night, like doing my side work. I always the felt Portland like... The Portland Comedy Connection. The Portland Comedy Connection on Custom House Wharf which is was a staple in the comedy scene in Maine, which sounds funny, right? You don't think of Maine being a comedy mecca. This is no. just one of those little tiny comedy clubs that that place was also at night. Upstairs? Can't. New Year's Eve? Remember New Year's Eve? Because you would be there so late? Yeah. It was creepy in there. We'd hang there a lot, too, after hours, and go upstairs to, like, hang out. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's a, it's scary. That was a scary place. Yeah. Who was it? A fisherman that people kept saying they'd see. That's what George said. Yeah, about. our friend George Ham, very funny, he's talented also comedian. He's very sensitive. He used to say that he'd see the fisherman. I think I was there one night when he was like, "I just saw him," and I was like, "Where? Where is he?" <laughs> and he said, "I just saw him." He like couldn't even no, say he words. Had a hard time talking about it. Yeah. So we're not doing a lot of ghost story this episode. However. 
a lot of ghost talk. Uh, and we found out that I'm probably sensitive and I should probably be listening better. Do you know what I mean? Um, although I don't want to. I don't want it. I don't want. I know you want to see all these things. No, you I don't, don't want to you see them. You don't have to. Um... I don't want to see them. You don't. I don't. I don't want to see ghosts. I don't want to see a half a ghost. All I can picture is remember in uh, Ghostbusters when the original, by the way, uh, both are wonderful. But the original soft spot. The original Ghostbusters. That scene in the library when that ghost is like, shh. Oh, yeah. She's, she's stacking books, and then she loses her mind and goes crazy. I don't want to see that. I do. I know. I've also been seeing that nun thing in my mind's eye. Well, that's terrifying. It's, that's like a shock kind of thing. They're supposed to be like that. Yeah. I also get really creeped out. Churches freak me well, out. religion in general. Yeah. It's terrifying. The demons and stuff. You don't... I mean, I don't want to see a demon. I'd see a ghost, but I don't want to see a I'm demon. really glad you clarified yeah. I was worried. Uh, will you see that movie? Isn't that part of the Conjuring series? It was, yeah. I mean, that part was terrifying in the Conjuring 2. I think it was the two, the second one. But I will probably watch it at home now because of the reviews. Yeah. Some of the fr- my friends have seen it. I posted stuff on Facebook saying it's not worth it to go to the movie theater. So right. I'll probably wait. And watch it in your house. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I will say this, that the Oshkosh, the Oshkosh, the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, they have a paranormal club. Oh, nice. I would love, 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 if any of you hear this, it's the Oshkosh Paranormal Investigative Division, and it's a student organization at the college. If any of you hear this podcast and you want to meet up and you can tell me ghost stories over coffee while I'm in Oshkosh. Or show you some haunted locations. Or just tell me about them over coffee. (laughs) I love that you're trying to get me to go with a bunch of... Well, if I wasn't booked here, I'd go with you. I mean... do all this stuff. Terrifying. Uh, Yes, fine. If you want to take me to the Riverside Cemetery... uh, that's that's the cemetery oh, that's all haunted. In yeah, in Oshkosh. Or meet me at the New Moon Cafe for coffee and tell me if you've ever experienced anything there. Please do. So, yeah, just really the focus this time for me was uh, a lot of these theaters that we go to are super haunted and they're friendly and you can tell the second you walk in. Absolutely. We're almost at time. What do you got coming up? Tell me everything. Well... We're going to be in Saratoga Springs. Yes. At the Comedy Works. Or we are. Are we at the Comedy Works? We're at the Comedy Works. Last week of, it's that final week the of week November, November and then December 1st. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, it's the first week in November. No. Is it? Yes. It's the first, second, and third of November. We'll have to check our calendars and get back to it you. It is because that's when, yeah, it is. It's You're like, like, it is because that's what I have in my calendar. Yeah. All right. I trust you. It's the first, second, and third. It's the Thursday, Friday, and okay. Saturday. Okay. Fun. Okay. That'll be fun. Because that's what I have on my calendar. I got to look. Yeah. We're horrible today. What is wrong with us? Yeah. It's not December. No. I thought it was rolling into the first week of December. but No. It's the, so, it's the very first weekend of November. Okay. So After it's the end of October, really. I mean, technically... Uh, the end of October is that week, and then the weekend that we're there is the very beginning of November. Okay. I We might have to sync up our calendars on that, because now I'm curious. We're very bad. So th- our, this leads into our next ask. Carolyn and I need managers. Uh, we're very bad <laughs> at organizing our own calendars. Uh Yes, we are we are there what? November 1st, 2nd and okay. 3rd. I'm not crazy. No, no, you're not crazy. I'm like I'm you know what's I'm not complaining at all. I'm so busy. Do you know what I mean? You don't know how, how busy, busy I am. Uh no, everyone's busy. I'm very busy. Yes, we're going to be at Saratoga Springs Comedy Works uh just November 1st, 2nd and 3rd. We're going to try to do some podcasting from there. Speaking of haunted places. There's a lot of haunted places there because there was a lot of fighting there for the uh, 
one of the lures. And the club is really creepy too. So there's a whole thing there. We'll do a little homework on that. Hotel across the street. Oh my gosh, there's so much to look at there. Uh, Also, where else are you going to be? What do you got coming up over the next like month? We're rolling into October, which is awesome. I'm going to be playing the Cabot. In Beverly, Massachusetts, the Cabot Theater, with the North Shore Comedy Blowout, which should be really fun, and that is October 20th. I am uh, in Manchester on a fundraiser in October 12th, then I'm in Nashua for another fundraiser for dogs, like police dogs. Nice. I think. Um, (laughs) I'm doing a lot of fundraisers in October. It's fun. It's that time of year. Uh, we both just booked the Global Santa yes. show, and that's... It's actually Globe Santa. Globe Santa. Thank it's you, the, Globe Santa. Um, Globe paper. Yes. So that, it's actually a really nice organization. They raise a lot of money for kids that wouldn't normally have a Christmas, and they buy gifts for them. So that's actually a really good show to support. It's at Giggles Comedy Club in Saugus. On December 12th. December 12th at Giggles Comedy yeah, it's Club. It's a really good organization. That'll be fun, too. I'm excited to do that show. I like doing shows, especially during the holidays, where they're giving back a little bit to the community. Um, yeah. So we have a lot of stuff coming your way. As always, if you're looking for me, I'm at kellymacfarland.com. And I'm at carolynplumber.com, P-L-U-M-M-E-R. Yes. And we'll put some pictures up on the Instagram. We'll show you Carolyn's hands. We'll show... <laughs> And we'll, hand, hand. we'll we'll put some pictures up and we'll, we'll post. We'll have to put something for comparison so you know. Yeah, like, like we'll make you hold bill. something. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of what would look really tiny in your hands other than my hand. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And this is the Brady Cat Podcast. Uh, stay spooky. And stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. I don't know. I'm just trying it out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Bye. See you. Bye.